AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by the U.S. Grains Council. In tough economic times, it's good to remember that agriculture is one of America's bright spots. That's true at home, and it's true internationally. The United States is the world's top agricultural exporter, with over $135 billion in exports last year. Those exports supported more than one million jobs at home. The U.S. Grains Council is one of the leaders of the U.S. Ag Export Team. It operates in over 50 countries to develop markets for U.S. corn, sorghum, barley, and co-products. Winning those markets is a team effort. The Council partners with the USDA's Foreign Agricultural Service to get the job done. That partnership, by the way, is just one more of the many programs that depend on the reauthorization of the Farm Bill. And now, AgriPulse Open Mic. Congressman Dave Loebsack uh, from Iowa, welcome to AgriPulse Open Mic. Thanks, Tim. Great to be on. I want to talk to you about the uh, farm bill in the House. You voted for the first farm bill. Uh, you voted against the second one since no Democrats voted for it. Uh, do you think there's going to be a bill brought to the floor on this nutrition title of the farm bill uh, anywhere in the near future? Unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's uh, going to be the case. The House leadership, uh, it looks as though they've determined uh, that they're not going to bring anything to the House floor before uh, the August district work period. That means that we're going to have about five or six weeks where nothing is going to be voted on in the House. Uh, and that's unfortunate because, as you know, the current farm legislation was simply an extension of the previous bill, and it and it ends on September 30th. Uh, that's not going to leave us very many working days in September uh, to get a nutrition bill uh, through the House. And on the Senate side, they have passed both. They passed a farm bill that included both farm bill itself and the nutrition title, and Debbie Stabenow, the uh, chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee, has said that uh, there has to be a nutrition title uh, in whatever comes out of a conference between the, the two houses, and uh, if there is no nutrition title from the House, it's going to make it very difficult, if not impossible, to have a conference committee and, and uh, really get the kind of certainty over the course of the next five years that we need on a farm bill. Congressman, what's your reaction to this splitting nutrition off of the bill in the House and then ramming through a bill that had no Democrat support? Yeah, there were no Republic. There were some Republicans who uh, did not support that approach as well. I think it's important to note that, um, in fact, in Iowa, uh, at the time, uh, both House and Senate members, all of us, all six of us, uh, we're in agreement that, practically speaking, whatever our philosophical or ideological differences may be, practically speaking, separating the nutrition title from the farm bill itself uh, is a non-starter, and it's not practical, and it's not really any way to get a farm bill passed. And that's the bottom line. We've got to get a farm bill passed, as I said, to provide for that certainty over the course of the next five years for our producers, uh, for our agricultural industries that are connected to our producers, uh, to the farm economy as a whole. And uh, so this wasn't a practical way to go about it. Let's go back to that first farm bill on this uh, divide that occurred left and right. Uh, what do you think made it so broad that it, for the first time in modern history, killed a farm bill in the House? 
Well, I think there were a lot of a lot of things uh, that were considered by both sides of the aisle. Um, and, and keep in mind just simply the arithmetic of this. Even if there had been 40 Democrats uh, who had voted for the bill, as Colin Peterson uh, was predicting there would be, it still wouldn't have passed because there was a difference of 39 votes in the end uh, for the final for the for the, for the for the failure of the bill itself. Uh, and so there were a number of Democrats concerned about the SNAP cuts, the, the nutrition cuts, and a number of other things, a couple of amendments that were put on the floor and passed. But there were a number of Republicans, especially sophomore and freshman Tea Party uh, leaning in, uh, Republicans who simply uh, don't like government and they don't want crop insurance, they don't want uh, uh, they want significant, massive, I would say, nutrition cuts. And they were opposed to no matter what was going to come to the floor of the House of Representatives. So it was a combination on both sides of the aisle. Well, this ideological divide seems like that agriculture is really the area that's going to suffer most because the SNAP program does not end on September 30th. But the farm program does. That's a very good, that's a very, very good point to make, Ken. And I think there are people who've lost sight of that. Uh, the nutrition program, the SNAP program, Will continue. Uh, it it may it may have uh, cuts, uh, whether it's anywhere near the 4.5 billion that was in the Senate bill or the 20 or so billion in the House bill remains to be seen. Uh, even with a continuing resolution, there will likely be cuts, but the but the program will continue. Uh, whereas, as you just said, the farm program. This is a one-year extension, as as we all know. Even though a lot of us fought like heck last year on both sides of the aisle to get a five-year bill through last year at this time, and we were working really hard at that. Uh, we only succeeded in getting a one-year extension, but that runs out September 30th, that if no action is taken, there's not going to be there's not gonna be a new farm bill. Back to the SNAP program itself, do you think it needs some reform? Oh, there's no question about that. Uh, there have been reforms uh, over the past several years, uh, the fraud and and abuse and waste has, has been reduced dramatically, but like every government program, more can be done. There's no question. And on the Senate side, you know, clearly they were talking about a 4.5 billion cut over the next 10 years, and that's a pretty big cut uh, in that program. Uh, on the House side, they were talking about about 20 or 21 billion dollars in cuts. And actually, the Ryan budget, Paul Ryan budget that was passed in the House, cuts it by over 130 billion over the next 10 years, and. And that's not going to happen. That's a non-starter. Uh, but uh, clearly, we can. I think we can find waste and abuse in every single government program, and certainly food stamps is no exception. Well, let's go to the other side of this, the traditional farm program reforms. What is your view on continued government subsidization of crop insurance? Well, I think that makes a lot of sense. So there's no question that our farmers have to have a safety net. And it, look, I mean, farming is is not the same as a lot of other things uh, that happen in our, in our economy. People say, why not let the farmers uh, go as well, not have a safety net? Well, we all know, and not just Iowans, but especially we Iowans know, that if farmers didn't have a safety net, uh, we're talking about food security for our population in America. Farmers are part of our food security. They're the backbone for food security. And if we didn't have those folks, if we didn't have those family farmers, uh, then I think all of us in this country would suffer dramatically. So we've got to have a crop insurance backstop. We're getting rid of the direct payments. Everyone agrees that we've got to do that. Uh, but certainly crop insurance is an area where we can have that safety net, and I think that's important. 
the uh, last farm bill that was very specific in the House eliminated the permanent legislation of 38 and 49. Uh, Do you think that needs to be done? No, I think we've got to make sure that we... uh, that we, we, we don't leave ourselves uh, with, with nothing. And that's essentially what would happen. Uh, you know, if that got eliminated, there's a backstop there. And I think that's really important. I think we've just got to be able to come back, revisit what we've done, uh, whether it's every five years, whatever the case may be. And that was part of why a lot of folks were opposed to that legislation. Congressman Loebsack, um, Colin Peterson, the ranking Democrat on the House Ag Committee, shows exasperation about as well as any person I've seen, and he seems like at times he is just the end of his wits on this farm legislation. I would agree on both on both those counts. Um, he can he can show his exasperation uh, when he wants to and when he needs to, and and uh, I think when when uh, the majority party decided to separate the nutrition title from. The farm bill itself, uh, I think that definitely showed through, and and Colin decided that he was not going to support that. It didn't make any sense, and uh, that was one of the reasons, I think, why so many folks went against that bill. Now, another Iowan is strongly in support of getting bills together and getting them passed, and that is Secretary Vilsack, who is a member of the administration. Do you think it's hindering or helping for him to be pushing so hard to get the farm bill passed? Oh, I think Secretary uh, Vilsack understands agriculture. Uh, he he was governor, as you know, of the state of Iowa for eight years, and uh, he gets it. He understands that either, you know, whether it's a, a producer, uh, a traditional grain farmer, whoever it may be, he understands uh, biotechnology and the importance of biotechnology for, for our crops here in Iowa. He also understands organic farming. He gets the big picture. He understands what's happening here in the state. I think he's been a very good agriculture secretary. Uh, when he comes back, he has his own town hall meetings where he talks to folks in agriculture, and uh, I think it's important for him to be out there and to be pushing Congress as hard as possible on this. Last question and last resort. If no farm bill can be passed, would you uh, agree to a two-year extension of the current bill? Yes, certainly. I mean, I don't like to speak in in terms of hypotheticals, uh, but we've got to have a bill. There's no question about that. Uh, As I said, not just for our farmers, but for everybody who's dependent upon the agriculture industry here in Iowa. Uh, And so definitely we've got to do something. We can't let September 30th come and go without anything at all. Congressman Dave Loebsack, thank you very much for being our guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. AgriPulse Open Mic has been brought to you by the U.S. Grains Council. I'm Ken Root.